You're listening to Love Talk Live with the relationship expert, Jamie Bronstein, only on L.A. Talk Radio. Welcome to the show, Love Talk Live. I'm so excited, as always, to be doing this show and to be sharing just everything that comes from my heart and my co-hosts and guests' heart to all of you. So first, I wanted to go over my co-host and my guest, who's in New York, he'll be joining us later, um, and the topics that we are going to be discussing. So with my co-host, Nathan Smith, we're going to be discussing how our relationship with ourselves directly affects our relationship with others. And then when Mike Goldstein comes in a little bit later, we're going to be discussing how women can understand how and why men operate the way that they do. So with that said, um, a reminder that if anybody has any questions to please call 818-570-5085. Call us with anything and everything. It can be silly, it can be serious, it can be whatever. We're here to answer your questions. So this is Nathan Smith and he is a professional life coach and I will let him take it away from here and tell you a little bit about himself. Hi guys, yes, uh, Jamie, thank you so much for having me on today, it's a, a pleasure. Um, so yeah, professional life coach. Um, you know, basically uh, it gives me the opportunity to really work with people to discover what it is that um, they are looking for, you know, where's, where's their next level of success? Um, you know, what is it that's holding them back? What is it that they really, um, they're really looking for in life? Um, so I get the pleasure to work with my clients um, to really help them reach their next level of success. And you guys can't tell this, but Nathan has this energy around him where you just are in his presence and you know that he is going to help you. Like you just, you just know, you believe in him and then he makes you believe in yourself. I've seen your work and I know that you are just amazing. Oh, that's so kind of you, Jamie. Um, yeah, it's, you know, it's that positive attitude. Um, you know, the cup is always half full. Um, optimism and you know, really bringing that out of others. Yeah. So would you like to dive into this topic? We talked on the phone the other day and, and I said, you know, what, what really sets you on fire? What kind of topic just really gets you excited? And yeah, so this, this topic is actually really quite interesting to me because, you know, as a, as a coach, um, a, lot of, a lot of things that we look at is, is how we relate to others. Um, and of course, you know, that's kind of from a, external perspective, how do we relate with, whether it's our, our, our boss or our employees or our family members or our significant other. Mm -hmm. um, but of course, the most important relationship is how we relate to ourselves. Uh, because how we relate to ourselves is really how we create our mindset. Um, and so um, from that place is, is really how we see the world. Yeah, and I feel like this is something that people walk around this world and they don't really think about. You know, they don't really think about, it's kind of cliche, you know, it's like you need to, you need to love yourself and then, but no one really understands the true deep importance in loving yourself because once we 
unconditionally love ourselves, then we attract all that unconditional love towards us. Yeah, it's, it's interesting, especially from a, a romantic point of view, because, you know, it's like, um, and I've been here, I'm sure, sure other viewers and has, have been here, it's like where we are searching for love. You know, like we're, we're putting that outside of ourselves. Um, and so we're looking for validation that we are lovable. Right. Um, and that, you know, and we're searching for love and not really looking for love that is, or, or finding the love that is in, in ourselves. Yeah, I was just doing a session yesterday and I was explaining to my client that, you know, there's nothing that you really need to do. You don't need to like get more confidence or, or more anything because it's always there. It's just a matter of getting past those barriers and those clouds that are blocking us from accessing our love and our confidence and everything that we were born with that sometimes life gets in the way of. Yeah, it's kind of this idea that like, you know, once we can truly relate to ourselves, we're able to take our, you know, our, our being, our wholeness into yes. the world. Um, you know, it's like you always hear these, this idea that it's like, oh, my other half. Um, it's like, like, I am only half of a person and this other person right. then completes me. Um, and of course, in my experience, um, what can happen there is that we put on this facade. You know, we're, we're out there searching for something and, um, you know, maybe the people pleaser comes out and we, you know, we, we try to please the other person so that they will like us and love us. Um, versus really finding the love that's, that's in, in ourselves and taking that out in the world to do what we love, to really find, um, you know, a, a, a significant other that, um, is on the same on the same page on the same wavelength and there's such a difference when you're walking around the world when you're feeling whole and solid than when you're just kind of feeling a little like your energy is off and you're not really centered and not really you you know because people go through phases where they kind of lose themselves and they're aware of it some people are aware of it you know the best thing to to do is when you are aware of it and then when you're aware of it then you say okay I'm not feeling like myself, what can I do to get back to myself and then walk around this world, present myself as me, the authentic me, so that whether it's a relationship or a job or a whatever, yeah, it's exa you. Exactly, it's, it's that authentic self-expression. It's not like we're treading on eggshells, trying to please people, trying to make sure we're doing everything right. Yeah, the and right it takes way. too much energy. Yes. So much energy. A lot of energy to keep up that facade. Like, isn't it so much easier if someone just said to you, just be yourself, just be yourself. And then you're like, oh yeah, I can do that. <laughs> That's yeah. easy. Exactly, it takes the pressure off. There is no right or wrong way. It's like, wow, we can just connect in to who we are, to be ourselves, um, and in all aspects of life. You know, obviously that's like a, from a, a romantic uh, point of view, but like if you think about it in terms of how we relate to the world, you know, if we're in touch with ourselves, um, you know, it's like how we relate to an issue is, is the, the issue. issue. It is the issue. It's like, you know, we say, oh, somebody hurt our feelings or I'm upset because. And it's like really that's putting those things externally to ourselves versus like having the, the accountability um, to take ownership 
I was just thinking it could be helpful for people that might be hearing this for the first time. Do you have a particular example of maybe like from your past when you weren't really in touch with your authentic self or something and you were presenting or, or the you had the issue and the the way um, you related to yourself is the issue that happened. Yeah, uh, so you know it's like crikey. <laughs> Quite a few different. Uh, Wait, was that a British term? That, that crikey. It was, yeah, but yeah, crikey. <laughs> By the way, he sounds like he's from Australia, but he's really from England. England. Yes, I'm British. And maybe I'm the only person who thinks that, but we'll uh, take a poll after. <laughs> yeah. So crikey. Crikey. Does yeah, that, that mean like oh. that could also be considered Australian? The Australians say crikey. I think you're really you from know? Australia. Yeah. And you just don't realize that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, so crikey. Um, Go on. Um, An yeah, example. So uh, you know, I, I see it like, you know, in, in some of my past relationships where I've really, um, you know, tried hard to please the other person um, and really thought that that was how I was communicating my language of love, you know, by, you know, by um, doing the things that they want to do and keeping up this uh, facade, you know, and, and, and really thinking that that was the, a kind way to be. Um, but of course, actually, what, what I found over time was that um, the things I was doing wasn't pleasing that person at all. Hmm. Um, and of course, I was then disappointed to find that everything I was doing to please that person wasn't pleasing that person. So actually, it was kind of like this catch-22. Um, so what did you do at that point? So at that point, that's when I really sort of had to um, reassess inside. You know, what is it that's, that's my authentic expression? You know, and, and I think it comes down to leadership. Um, you know, and it's like, you know, leading and being in a place of saying, hey, let's, you know, let's step out of the, the ordinary, let's do something different, let's, you know, I love this. Um, and, and really being in a place of um, going, you know, taking that wholeness and saying, okay, so this is, this is me and, and this is you and, and these two circles overlap. Um, but you know, I will go and make self-honoring choices yes. to really fill my tanks, so that when my tanks are full, I can give from the overflow. Um, and giving from that overflow is such a beautiful place to be. And it feels so different. Yeah. I um, I took scuba lessons once <laughs> for an ex-boyfriend because <laughs> he loved scuba. I hated every moment of the classes, and it was peaceful when I was, you know, actually scuba diving, but that was so inauthentic to anything that I would desire to do. And I obviously learned from that, and I said, I'm, you know, I'm not going to um, ever do something that's not in my integrity. Yes. And that's just, that's a silly example, but there obviously were lots of times where I felt like I was just, I wanted to present myself as like you were saying, you know, as what he would want to see or, or... Yeah, exactly, you know, and with the the example of scuba, there's also like, it's like, how did you feel when you did that? You know, a, a lot of times people can, can feel resentment. It's like, I'm, I'm doing this for you, and actually I don't want to do it. Right, and yeah, I was, I mean, this was so long ago, and I just wasn't in touch with my intuition and my knowing and my strength you know it was just like oh, okay whatever you know just to spend time with you and that is just so the opposite of how i live my life now thank god <laughs> yeah it seems like we've both 
been through journeys and grown and haven't we all you know it's like I, I like as a, as, again as a coach you know I like to say that um, the life is one big lesson you know it's like um, it's, it's that kind of school that we are um, that everything happens for us yes not you know, to us not to us it's like stepping out of the victim mentality and really being into the empowered um, you know creation creator space where it's like okay so I had this experience and rather than getting upset or mad or you know this is happening to me it's like okay so if this is for me how can I really elevate um, it's like uh, it's like if you were to um, look back down at the earth from a plain window you really get the elevated perspective of what's going on um, to be able to say okay so well so this is what's happened um, and actually that didn't work for me you know and, and so from that space being able to actually uh, make better self-honoring choices in service to oneself and of course in service to um, one's partner or or uh, you know or whatever other relationship we you know might be in question and I think one of the most important things to do is to look back and say okay what can I learn from this what am I supposed to learn from this because most people don't do that and then the same thing keeps happening over and over again yes. so it's so much better to say okay this happened it sucked whatever I'm going to now realized I'm going to realize what I needed to learn from that. I'm going to get empowered and I'm going to understand. I'm going to truly understand so that when I go into the next situation, the next relationship, it's going to be better. You know, it's like you need to stop the cycle. Yeah, so you can show up in a different way. And it's back to the whole, whole mindset and how you can really share your love um, and share, you know, and share, share your um, experiences in a, in a new light. Um, which, which again, you know, it, it really um, takes us to the next level of intimacy or the next level of understanding. Um, and, and of course, there's a component of this that's, that's compassionate. It's like really mm. being able to, to see that, to see that it is our feelings that we're dealing with um, and that we are accountable for our feelings. Um, and if we're able to um, work with ourselves, we can show up so much better for, yeah, for, and, and for others. And owning up, you know, it's not, it's really nobody else's fault. It's, you know, when we get triggered, why do we get triggered? It's an unresolved issue. Yes. It's not about them. It's never about them. It's never about them. <laughs> this can, this, like even just there can change people's lives. You know, it's looking inside and saying, okay, why am I triggered by this person? This is an unresolved issue in my life and I want to heal that. And it can be one of the hardest things and what hardest so concepts hard. for people to grasp because yeah. it's like we are programmed to go from you know uh, stimulus to response so mm -hmm. you know and so we might have learned from a very young age that we get upset because um yeah it's human it's human you see it's very human yes yeah. and, and of course it's like uh, back to the um the britishness in the mind the gap Mind the gap. Um, mind, mind the gap. Mind the gap. Um, and that's the, the gap in this instance is the space between stimulus and response. 
And in that gap is freedom. Love it. Freedom of choice to choose how we're going to respond to the situation. And it's like, this can be one of the, the hardest things to do in a romantic situation because we are so emotionally involved. Yes, I always tell my clients too, when you find yourself getting emotional, hyped up, you know, revved up, angry perhaps, just take a step away, calm down a little bit because it's very hard when people are in that emotional state to rationalize, you know, and if there's yelling going on, nobody's gonna listen to you if you're yelling. So, you know, just to kind of calm down and to say, yeah, like I have choice right here in this moment to change the the outcome of this conflict or you know whatever yeah, is going yeah on. that's right you know you really from that place it's a, a um to start with we can make the self-honoring choice to take ourselves out of the situation to really um process emotion i mean it's like emotion is a way of actually getting that energy out it's like a natural human response yeah and emotions are good like when they come mm. up it's good it's it's a message for ourselves it's good to get it out however sometimes it's not good if you're too emotional in the moment and then you get heated and angry and then it gets a little irrational and nothing really gets out exactly <laughs> exactly and that's um, but a nice quiet emotional conversation is fantastic <laughs> yeah. a nice flowy peaceful emotional conversation yeah um, and, and again, that's why when, when we look at the relationships with ourselves, when we, when we take ownership of our feelings, um, you know, we, we really are just able to show up so much better um, you know, in, in all situations because this isn't just a, a, a romantic situation. Yeah, everything. You know, everything. Family relationships. Family relationships. Work. Great one, especially around the holidays. It's, you know, it's like it's, it's, it seems to be that the people that are the closest to us are able to are the most triggering yes exactly <laughs> um you know and, and and in a way that's really uh it's really um, a great place for us to start with identifying yeah our unresolved issues yeah and i if you look at it as kind of a game or like kind of fun or a challenge when you start to see things differently you know like when you're at the your christmas dinner you're at hanukkah dinner you're at the your thanksgiving and the person that triggers you the most, that first time that you start seeing it differently, then that's the beginning of the whole relationship getting better and healing. Yeah, I always, um, you know, I see that sort of thing as like the analogy of holding a hot potato. You know, it's like you, you've grabbed on, somebody's, somebody's broken a rule that's inside. Um, they're probably not even aware, but you know, they've triggered this, this rule that's been broken inside yeah. of us. Yeah. We grab hold of this hot potato, and that's the, you know, that's the response, and it's it's burning us. <laughs> um, and so it's like the whole, um, you know, the, the the person in question probably probably doesn't even um, know that you're triggered. Right, yeah. But it's just like you're, being able to just let go. You're hurting yourself exactly by holding on exactly. to it. That's, my, that's what, what I'm trying to say. Yeah, <laughs> you got it. Um, so I just want to check the time and. Mike in New York is going to be expecting our call. So if we could get him on the line in the next minute or so, let's see. We are calling Mike right now. And we're still calling. (laughs) Phone is ringing. It's Mike. Mike! Hello. Hello. How are you? 
I am phenomenal. How are you? I'm good. Um, welcome to the show. It's good to be on here. Hi, Hopefully, Mike. Nathan says hi. Do you see Nathan? I do see Nathan. Man, you got a good-looking crew here. Hey. <laughs> um, Mike, is your picture on the screen? Because I, I tried to do that this time. It didn't work last time. I don't know. I don't think I see a picture. Okay. It's okay. Mike is... It's all right. People can imagine it. Yes, you can imagine Mike the, any way you want to. Um, so, Mike, <laughs> if you want to just introduce yourself and talk about your business, what you do, and then um, you had sent me some questions that we can kind of, like, get into and roll with it. Yeah. Uh, so, I am a love coach. Been doing this for over 10 years. Uh, an online dating expert and uh, an expert at understanding how men work. I've been on the Today Show. I've written for Reader's Digest, Shape Magazine, Elite Daily, NJ.com. You name it, I've pretty much been published in it and uh, get 83% of my clients into relationships, and it's going pretty well. So you basically are pretty lazy and just sit at home all day? How'd you know? That's exactly <laughs> what I do. You need to get more motivated, Mike. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying. So you're, I'm trying you're, to take notes out of your book. You're a busy man. Um, okay, so should we just roll into our topic today, which is basically, essentially, women understanding men more, how they operate? I would love to. Okay, so you sent me some great questions. Um, we'll see what we have time for today, but let's see. Um, so here's one question. Why do men not go to women immediately when a fight occurs? Whoa, that is a good question. Um, so for a lot of men, um, when they're, they work on two sides of their brain, as a lot of the listeners know. They've got their logical and their emotional side and I guess what's very fortunate about men is they can kind of turn off one side of their brain. But they don't come to women immediately because when they are angry and they're just seeing red, that's all they can see at that moment. And so they need to take a step back. And then what's exciting about that is they can actually turn that side of the brain off. And if they go play soccer or they go watch TV or start completing tasks or whatever they need to do to get away from the situation, all of a sudden – that red subsides and then they go back to their loving self and now uh, to their loving partner when they go talk to them they're more capable of listening they're more capable of staying calm they're more capable of compromise they're ready to apologize for whatever they've done wrong and so that's why men usually need a break and really people in general when they get heated need a break um, but men specifically have the luxury of kind of being able to turn off one side of their brain and just uh, bring that other side back to neutral. Does that make sense? Yeah, and we were actually just talking about that, um, which is so like coincidental, which is great. Um, but now I'm guessing that you want to get into the the problem with that is that a lot of women don't understand that, and they want answers and communication right then, and they feel kind of offended or something or not loved. Um, this couple I was just talking to the other day it was literally that that situation so what what do you say to the women what's your message to women out there about this well first let's talk about the man so 
the man knows that he wants to take a break, right? So all he needs to do, uh, first of all, before they even have an argument, is they both should have some sort of contract of like, when we get in the fight, this is exactly how we're going to handle it. But specifically in that contract, they should talk about when things get heated, he's going to say, you know, I'm getting a little upset, but I still love you. You're absolutely fantastic. But right now I'm a little angry. Can we continue this later? So he's got to give her that reassurance that everything's going to be fine. And then they'll be in good shape. Does that make sense? Yeah, I actually gave my clients a safe word the other day. <laughs> Not a safe word, but just like when it gets heated, like say, kukuraka or whatever. <laughs> and then it also brings a little humor to the situation. Um, you know, I love that, Mike. That's great that you do that. Yeah, that was the best safe word I've ever heard. <laughs> that was hilarious. And it can be hard for a guy, right, Mike? Because, you know, it's like, you know, to actually find that gap, to be like, oh, I realize I'm, I'm in that, that zone of red, as you said. You know, it's like sometimes that can be difficult to actually to, to see, um, you know, in, in that emotional state. For men to acknowledge that about themselves? Yeah. Yeah. Well, at least that's yeah. been my Yeah, I mean, that's anyway. such a great point. And I think that echoes what Jamie said is you kind of need that word. Cause, and sometimes when the guy is so angry, he doesn't have the capacity at that moment to say, like, I really love you, you're fantastic. Because at the moment, he is seeing red, so he doesn't want to say, hey, you're fantastic. But he can realize, oh, crap, I'm definitely upset. Let me say cucaracha and let me go exit stage <laughs> left so I can go that. figure this whole thing out. <laughs> I, I always love bringing humor into you know, situations that could be a little heavy. Um, just add a little bit of lightheartedness to it. Um, Sometimes it works. I, I would say most time, most of the time it works. Um, but anyhow, so moving on from Cucaracha, um, I also have some other questions here for you. How do? Sorry, you... should I have answered before you move on? Yeah. What women need to do during this whole thing? I did it. Yeah, we are. We are very curious. The world. Yeah, the so... world needs to hear Mike Goldstein's answer. Yes. Um, so. Women, um, now that they've listened to this, know what the process is, and hopefully they have built a contract with their partner for what the plan is for fighting. Um, but they basically need to realize that men are different and that they do need this time out, they do need this time, and also realize that they can get some massive, massive benefit out of this too. Um, typically in a fight, their oxytocin levels are coming down and they're getting you know, feeling sad, maybe not supported in the moment and not happy fully with themselves at that moment. So what they can do is go rebuild that oxytocin by going out and doing some fun things, going, hanging out with their friends, going to see family, you know, going, doing anything that they enjoy, whether it be working out or going shopping, getting their nails done, anything that they love, just go do it. And all of a sudden you're going to be happier. And then when the conversation does happen, you know, you're more receptive. You're more willing to, you know, talk talk through things and come up with solutions and all that fun stuff. Mm. I love it. And also, it's just really respecting how we all work and operate differently. Like, some of us, I mean, there are girls out there that just, you know, need their time, you know, need to cool off. So it's not necessarily a gender thing, but I always say that 
just to respect and validate how the other person is feeling. Mm -hmm. Because if you push it too much, it's just like if those girls in your situation are like, no, I need to talk now, da 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 da, da instead of just being able to be present, be in their peace, go do what makes them happy, then it's just not gonna work. It, it's a really interesting uh, subject for me because I actually, um, I'm one of these people that wants to talk right away. Okay, I'm perfect like, example. I'm, I'm kind of like, I'm, I'm in it. And you know, mm -hmm. and I wanna talk and I wanna, I wanna get, get it over and done with. Um, and of course, like, you know, my significant other is like, no, hold up, I need space. Let you know, let me out of this. Um, and I'm like, no, I need to, I need to figure mm -hmm. this out. Um, but I think again, what you're saying, Mike, is is having that space to really um, you know, take time out to really own our own stuff, like we were talking about earlier. Like, you know, oh, okay, I realised that I was triggered here and I was triggered there, and maybe, you know, maybe from my side I was I was triggered with this and triggered with that and we can come back together with a with a much greater awareness of why the fight even happened in the first place yeah. um, and, and then it probably comes down to a, a simple fundamental misunderstanding and it's always so much more than I'm mad at you because the clothes are on the floor like there <laughs> there's always the deeper and then if two people can really get into that you know deep communication then it's so much better yeah yeah, I mean, I think that's so spot on. And then, you know, once both people are, are in a good state, and, you know, Nathan's very fortunate. It sounds like he's got a, a calm, cool head on his shoulders so he can talk right away. Um, but as long as both parties come at a place of, of curiosity of, you know, to Jamie's point, there's usually a bigger issue. And so if both parties, instead of, like, getting angry, get really curious, like, well, mm -hmm. why do you feel that way? Or when I do this, why does that cause that? and explain that to me or what happened in your past that's making you feel this way and it gets really exciting because instead of an argument it's like whoa yeah i just learned this amazing amazing thing about my partner and i feel so much more connected and closer yeah. to that person and now i just you know i'm drawn even closer to them and i feel so much better because i learned more about them and that's an authentic relationship it creates that intimacy Really exactly. creates intimacy between you know the, between two people, and it's like wow, I really understand my partner now much better because of this heart-to-heart -heart conversation. Um, yeah, I love that, Mike. It really is beautiful when two people can just really be honest and say, "I was hurt," you know, "I I'm upset because," you know, and then you say, "Well, actually." That's your own unresolved issue, but um, but yeah, for and for people to to be compassionate towards each other, and to be nurturing, and to validate, and to not say you know don't feel that way, you know, yeah, just say I might not understand, but um, but I still validate how you're feeling. Yeah, no, I I totally agree. It's like really giving that person um, the space to feel what they feel, and that's truly an amazing relationship because then you're not judging and you're just showing compassionate love yeah and and the hard part in my experience there is not getting into the upset myself <laughs> uh, but also as humans we're gonna have times where we get upset but then if we can catch ourselves yeah and say this is about me not you yeah um goldstein yes anything else you want to add to that or should we go on to the next question no just that was beautiful answers by the two of you. I was just enjoying it all. That was wonderful. <laughs> okay. We are here to give beautiful answers. 
Um, okay, so let's see. What's another good question? Um, how do you give a man what he wants and then start getting what you want? Oh, that is a good one. You know, a lot of us love coaches try to really make things sophisticated. And I decided I'm just going to dumb this one down, like, to the lowest common denominator so that we all can understand it. That's perfect. Yeah. Like, remember, like, in high school and college days, we always used to joke, like, feed him, give him a blowjob, and send him back out there, and he'll be happy. (laughs) Well, you know what? There is a lot of truth to that. Like, and what I mean by that, and I'll make it a little more complicated, is if you give. So you are giving to this man, and you are giving him, you know, maybe some time to be with you. You're giving him your heart. You're giving him blowjobs. You're giving him, maybe you cook a meal for him. Maybe you help him with something. Blah, blah, blah. You're giving. You're in this giving mode. And now once you've given... And now it's a time where you're like, hold on, he's doing something that's bothering me. He's going to be wildly receptive if you have a good man, keyword good man, that you've been coming from a place of giving and giving, that when you finally say, hey, I need you to do X, he's going to be all over that because he's going to think back. He's like, whoa, like she's just been giving, giving, giving. I have the most fantastic woman on the planet. If she wants X, that X is going to make her happy. Where do I sign up? How do I do this? So the key is just for both parties to be giving partners. And uh, I forget what study this was, but it's very recent. But they've been showing that really the only common denominator of successful relationships and successful marriages are just two people that have rose, you know, rosy sunglasses on and just see people as, as givers and they just give. And so that's going to be how you be successful in a relationship. Um, does that make sense? To give and receive equally, as equally as possible. Yeah, well, just pick a partner that wants to give, and then and you be you a person that give. gives, and then you're in a good relationship. And not, you know, we always hear about relationships where it's like 70-30 or 80-20. Right. Or, you know, in a long-term relationship uh, where it's 80-20, that's terrible. If it happens for, you know, a day, that's fine. But... You really need two giving partners, and then, you know, you're going to be in a happy relationship. But this is also bringing up a thought in my mind that that you need to find somebody. Ideally, a successful forever relationship is going to work when both parties totally do want to give to each other. Mm-hmm. They want to give to each other. They want each other to be happy. They both do. That is really one of the keys. So 100%. Because a, a lot of times in most relationships, I'd say, it's not like that. It's, it's you know, I have a friend who years ago, she, she said, in every relationship, somebody always has the upper hand. And she's like, but that upper hand can change, you know. Mm-hmm. Ideal, and, of course, it does throughout life if you have a long-term forever relationship. But if you have that foundation, that true foundation of both people just, just truly just a adore each other and just want the best for each other and want each other to be happy and they respect each other, you're going to want to give the blowjob. You're going to want to have sex on command. You're going to want to do everything. You're going to want to take the girl out for a manicure, whatever. You're going to want to take her out for a nice dinner. You're going to want to 
cuddle, you know, when you don't necessarily want to cuddle. So both. It's both yeah, it's kind of like, um, you know, again, it's like giving, giving from that overflow. Really being able to um, respect the person that's in front of you, um, work with them, um, and, and come from a real place of loving to really share the best parts of ourselves with each other. Um, you know, to, um, to, to create that intimacy, to create that, that place of trust and, and, and respect. You know, it's, I, I, I really see the 50-50 is that we should want to give. You know, it's like if we're withholding, why are we withholding, you know? Um, so so that's, that's my take on it, is that um, we, should, we should want to give. Um, and that's right. why I love what you, you say, Mike. It's like that 50-50 that, that um, mark where both parties are two feet in. And if you don't want to give, then it's time to kind of look inside and, you know, ask yourself some important yeah. questions. Yeah, well, that's, that's right. I mean, if, if we're withholding something, you know, why? What are we withholding? There's, there's normally a reason inside of, inside of us for that. Um, yeah, it might not be the right relationship. Yeah. Mike, I can Absolutely. hear you breathing. You're about to say something. Yes, go. Oh, thank you. <laughs> and um, I was listening to the, um, you guys before I got on, and, and Nathan was talking about accountability. And I just want to harp on that for a second. Um, I, I coach a ton of women. And women need to take some accountability in this. You know, if you're going to say, like, he's not doing X, well, did you tell him that you needed X? Mm. And so... That's a big part of it. And then a lot of women are feeling like, well, you know, I'm afraid because I don't want to nag him. I don't want to be that naggy woman. And you're 100% right. No man wants a naggy woman. But we do want to know how to make you happy. So to give you an example, um, you know, let's say the guy, you know, you're living together and he, you know, keeps putting the dishes not in the sink and it's driving you nuts. He just leaves it wherever. All you got to do is say... Mike, you are so sexy when you grab that dish and put that in the sink. Like, it gets me so turned on, and I love it. And it makes me so happy. And he'll be like, hold on. You're telling me all I got to do is walk this little thing over to the dish, and all of a sudden you're turned on and happy? I'm on it. I can do that. I'm going to walk this dish over there. I'm a huge so fan of positive reinforcement. I do it all the time. <laughs> Sounds fantastic to me, Mike. Um, and, and also, you know, I, I think that there's, a, there's, there's also room for the, the intimacy side of things as well, you know, to really have those conversations. It's like, this is one thing I like to ask my wife, is like, what is it that you need? So that I can, I can at least attempt to try and, and, uh, and do those things, you know? Um, and that is so, that is so beautiful. When someone comes to you and says that, oh, you, you just feel it. It's like, oh, well, I didn't know I could even tell you, or you wanted to know, or you cared. So yeah, that you do and that, that. It communicates a lot more than just what you need. Um, but yeah, back to you, Mike, the positive rein reinforcement as well. Um, I, I really like that. It adds some humor, it adds, you know, adds some, some playfulness to it. I think we should challenge all the viewers tonight. Think of one thing that your significant other does that bothers you and then just <laughs> kind of change it around in a fun way. Yeah, that'd be cool. And that's, write in. That's a great challenge. 
right and, and we'd love to hear the, the funniest the funniest ones we'd love to hear funny stories success stories any type of yeah of I tried this you know because it and that's another thing that I just I love inspiring people to to put humor into relationships you know it doesn't have to always be so heavy and Mike and that's what I really love you just brought that up because that's just fun do you do that with your fiance or did she do that with you yeah she used to do it all the time um it, w- it would be absolutely phenomenal uh and it it totally motivated me because my whole life revolved around wanting to make her happy so absolutely and i love that you say that because that sounds like it's going to be a lasting relationship mm. yes Okay, Mike, another another question you have is very simple. What do men want? Mm, good question, Mike. What do we want? Ooh. Besides for watching <laughs> That's football a loaded one. and going golfing. Hold on, before I answer with my uh, uh, like sophisticated love coach uh, rehearsed answer, I, would wa- I want to hear what Nathan says. What do men want? You know, that's a great question. I mean, what do men want? Um, stability. Um, I, I mean, I'm just talking from my own experience, but it's like you know, just to to know that um, that I'm, you know, that I'm cared for. That that there's um, there's a there's there's intimacy. There's friendship. There's kindness. There's um, you know, there's fun, and there's there's humor, and there's shared interests, and there's you know things that. Um, and, and also space, you know, time and space to do what I want to do. Um, so it's not all um, just relationship. Uh, but that, that's my take, Mike, anyway. So, like, um, back, back to you. <laughs> and also, we do need to wrap up in a few minutes, so. Okay. But, Mike, take it away. Oh, okay. Well, then tell me when to shut up, because this one's actually long, but I'll do the short version. And you're going to come back on the um, show, man, so. All right, beautiful. Okay. Um, so, Nathan, you were spot on with saying fun. Um, you know, uh, I'm an online dating expert and always work with the data from major sites, but Zeus just put out a study, and the number one thing men are requesting is they want someone who's fun. Um, so that's wildly important. Um, but then the thing that we've been studying for years is I came up with an acronym, and you got to nab a guy. Um, so nab is you want to be needed, appreciated, accepted, and have good boundaries. Mm. Um, So I probably don't have the time to explain all this, but Jamie, tell me to shut up when I need to. But making him feel needed is so wildly important in today's day and age. Women today are just freaking rocking it with amazing careers. They have their own money. They have their own house. They have their own amazing lives. So they don't need a man for anything, even if, like, lifting heavy objects, if they can't do that. They just hire a... A, a moving company or whatever so they don't need a man for anything so a man is feeling like uh you know there's no dragons for me to slay anymore like what am i gonna do so a woman can do some very simple stuff to make him feel needed that actually has a big impact on on a man for example like if you go on a starbucks date saying like mike like would you mind getting me some sugar i'm like ooh, i have something to do and I can be so I go grab the sugar and I bring it back and obviously if Jamie asked me like she could have done it herself but she decided to give me this opportunity and then she goes Mike like 
thank you so much. Like, you're such a gentleman. And now I've got a big smile on my face. I'm like, do-do-do, I am a gentleman. I did it. And so I feel good. So then that's needed. And now I feel appreciated. And then, of course, men need to feel accepted. Um, This is wildly important. Like, men were all Neanderthals. Like, I'll throw myself under the bus. Like, uh, you know, in my own home, sometimes I like to fart. And if someone made me feel uh, uncomfortable, you know, that would stink. I'd be like, oh, man, I can't even, like, be myself in my own home. But instead, like, you know, my fiancé would just kind of laugh and just be like, ha, 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 like, that's funny. And so I felt safe to be myself in my house. And, Jamie, do I have the time for boundaries? Um, We do need to wrap up, but I love this topic, and so you are definitely coming back on the show so we can get into this more. Um, Let's do it. Okay, so, Mike, we're doing rapid fire. How do we find Mike Goldstein? Easy dating, what is it? What's your... It's easydatingcoach.com, and the letter's E-Z is how you get there. Easydatingcoach.com. Got tons of free gifts on there for you guys and a YouTube channel. So hop on in. Awesome. Nathan, we find you at... Um, you can find me um, You can find me at nathanpaulsmith.com, uh, N-A-T-H-A-N-P-A-U-L-S-M-I-T-H.com. Um, and I have some, uh, some free tips on... Um, how we relate to ourselves, so you can uh, you can find them on there. Awesome, and my website where you can do live I am chatting with me is Jamie, J-A-I-M-E, at therelationshipexpert.com, and also please email me at, sorry, that's my email address, <laughs> my website is therelationshipexpert.com, so please email me with any questions you have going forward we will answer them on the next show and once again um, for next time to call in the call number is 818-570-5085 thank you so much for joining us tonight thank you to my co-host nathan and to my guest mike Um, this was great so everybody good night have a wonderful night thank you thank you guys You're listening to Love Talk Live with the relationship expert, Jamie Bronstein, only on L.A. Talk Radio.